0: Welcome to this episode of Product Bits, a sub-20-minute show about product management and building digital products, because you don't have the time and I'm lazy. I'm your host, Jordan Wilkerson. So over the past few episodes, I've been talking a lot about product strategy, and some listeners reached out to me and said they would be interested in hearing about how I think about product strategy and what it really means. So I wanted to do a real quick episode today to go down sort of the line of questioning that you need to be asking to develop your overall strategy. And this will be a high level overview and there's plenty of questions that you have to fill in, uh, you know. but that's kind of the point. So product strategy is an over talked about topic. Uh, the world is now full of people who claim they are experts in product strategy and developing strategies or even just being a general strategy consultant. But in my mind, when we talk about product strategy, It doesn't have to be that complicated, certainly not complicated enough to warrant a consultant. Maybe if you're in a big organization, and it's hard to get consensus, then maybe, but it's definitely not required for entrepreneurs and and startups, in my opinion, but I, I digress from this. So let's talk about the key hitting points and the key questions you need to think about when you're crafting a product strategy in general. The first is to consider how your product relates to your overall business. And in order to do that, you have to think about all of these points as if you were, I don't know, like presenting to an outside investor or someone asking you in an elevator or on a sales call, you know, why should they use your company's business services or products? That's kind of where I start. And I would advise you to do the same. So if we're going to put this into a question format, it would be something like, you know, uh, why does your company even exist? What does it do? And why is what it does important? Okay. And this is crucial because it might be obvious to you as an employee, but you'd be surprised at the amount of companies that I've worked with that have people from one organization in that company to the next that can't articulate what the overall company mission is. So it has to be very clear in your mind on what it is, why you exist, and what you're there to do, okay? So start by answering that question and answer it at a high level. Next, uh, I tend to go down a little bit further. So we've defined what our company is and why it exists, right? Now we need to talk about what problems we're trying to solve as a company. And further, what products are you going to build to solve those problems? Now as we start digging a little further... We're looking at, okay, yeah, your company exists. And within that, we're describing the products that will help us achieve our purpose for existing. So in the case of this show, I'm going to say that maybe, you know, I'm going to over generalize and say you have a single product and not a set of products. So let's assume you have a single product. And the reason I call that out is what I'm asking you to answer here is not like, what are all the individual features we're going to build? it's talking about the core problems your product is going to address, right? What are the outcomes you're going to achieve by building this core product? What, you know, that's what we're talking about, not the little intricacies of how you're going to get that done. And if we do this, if we talk about, you know, well, what core problems is our product addressing? The next question should be fairly obvious, right? Well, who then are we going to be solving these problems for? This is where we start describing our user groups, who are they? What are their top needs, goals, problems as it relates to what we intend to build? Then this line of thinking starts to get into the interesting aspects of product development. So once we've defined our user groups, now we need to then say, okay, well, what are the advantages, or said another way, strategic differentiators that our product will bring to the table, okay? What makes our product unique to these users? Why are each of these advantages that we're listing out or differentiators true with our, with our company or within our product? And how are we going to plan to leverage each of those advantages that we have, et cetera? So let's really quickly recap, because you should start seeing a pattern emerge here in sort of how I go down this line of questioning. So it's, why do we exist? Well, it's to solve these problems. Well, what are we going to build and for who? For these people with these needs, desires, and whatever. And then we just asked in our last question, well, what are our advantages and what makes us different? So can you guess what comes next? Well, next is, well, who do we have those advantages over? Well, now we need to talk about our competitors, right? So when we're talking about competitive analysis, effectively, you know, I'm not saying to dive deep and and use your customers' products and obsess over your customers' products. But what you should be looking at is basically capability comparison, right? Right. It's listing out how your advantages or your differentiators, however you want to phrase this, don't exist within their core business, within their products, et cetera, services, what have you, and really map that out just at a high level to understand like, here's the areas they're focused on. We're focused on those too, but here's why we either do that different, or maybe there's additional things that we do that they don't do, that kind of thing. And next comes the part where, for some reason, when people talk about product strategy, everyone seems to start with. And that is defining the roadmap and the criteria for measuring success or failure of the features that are on the roadmap. In this stage, what you're doing is you're exactly defining uh, what features you're going to build, roughly when, roughly in what order, and maybe even defining sort of how you're going to measure your progress, your success, your failure. And really, if you're, if you're smart, talk about what outcomes you hope to achieve by building those things. This step alone, I'd say, is where people tend to focus the most for some reason. And you know what, what step are we on here? We're, we're seven steps down in this process before we even start talking about a roadmap. And this is where people get product strategy wrong, in my opinion, is they start with this and they think that's enough. Well, it's not enough because you're not able to tie it up through all of these different layers and you're kind of just wandering around aimlessly. Your roadmap is supposed to be a high level overview of like order of operations of things, not necessarily going to get you anywhere in terms of actually being able to build your core product. You have to know why you're doing it, for who, for what reason, et cetera. The last step here is to understand at a high level, again, what you think your go-to market will look like. Once you're out there in the market and you're positioned in the market, and you've defined how you think you're going to do that, then you have to think about, well, how are we going to grow this thing? And what organization, either internally or externally, is going to help us achieve that growth? Are we going to let the product team drive this, this application and its go-to-market? Are we going to let sales do it, marketing, leadership, etc., cetera? Or are we going to go through external partnerships? To get this out there and you know defining all of these things may not seem like a big deal right but it is a big deal because if you go through and you do all of this stuff you've effectively defined at the very least an outline for your overall product strategy and yeah you can add in anti visions and things that we've talked about before and yeah you can extend this out over time and modify it over time but some of these things are fundamental to your business to understand right And if everybody understands them, you're in a much, much better position to be a good, solid product leader in your organization because you're focused regardless of what comes down the line to blow up your roadmap, which will be inevitable, whether that's a salesperson coming in with a new RFP that has features that you can't uh, even fathom of building, right? Those kinds of things. At the end of the day, your strategy should remain relatively unchanged, at least for a while until you start getting the growth that you want, and then you can revisit these things. And that's really it. So it's asking these questions in that order to really understand and build upon, you know, the previous question. And that's all product strategy genuinely needs to be, right? If you go into a VC pitch meeting and you had slides that reflected answers to all of these things, you're going to be in a much better position than somebody who comes in and says why they're the new hot shit, right? Because you have actually put in the thought process end to end, Right? Why does your business exist all the way to how you're going to roll this product out, for who, what problems you solve, and where are you targeting, that kind of thing. So these are very high-level questions that can get very granular in their answer. But I guarantee you that if you start reorganizing your thought process around this general framework of, of just simple questions that you need to answer and then sort of elaborate on, you'll be in a much better position overall than you are without having a, a true product strategy defined. And that'll do it for today's episode. So I know it was short. I hope it was helpful. Next week, we'll be getting back into some more tactical things you can do to grow as a product leader in your organization. So until then, be good to one another. Bye.